Welcome to the Yoga for Mental Health podcast. I'm your host, Catherine of Yoga Naraska. I'm a certified yoga teacher who has suffered from chronic and mental illness for many years. I approach health topics from a scientific, evidence-based position, with a little yogic flair. Please note that I'm not a medical professional and the information provided is not meant to be taken as medical advice. I'm simply here to provide factual information along with anecdotal evidence for myself and my guests. In this season, we'll be focusing on premenstrual dysphoric disorder, or PMDD. This is a chronic and debilitating mood disorder that affects 1 in 20 menstruators. Join me as we discuss how yoga can be supportive in your health as you aim to feel your best. Today we will be discussing Yoga Nidra, a magical tool for mental health and menstrual disorders in particular. If you're not sure about what PMDD is, you can learn a little bit more about it in my video here. So, what if I told you that you could lie down, awake, and listen to a meditation for about 30 minutes, but feel like you had napped for about 3-4 to four hours? Does it sound too good to be true? Well, maybe not with the magic of Yoga Nidra. In this video, I'm going to cover what Yoga Nidra is, what you can expect while practicing, what's happening to your brain and body, why it's great for mental health, and why it's good for menstrual disorders in particular, especially PMDD. And at the end, I'm going to give you a link for a free Yoga Nidra for PMDD. So, first of all, what is Yoga Nidra? Yoga Nidra is a type of guided meditation that you do from a position where you're lying down on your mat or a bed or a couch. The goal of Yoga Nidra is to guide you into deep states of rest and relaxation that are similar to a deep sleep. Traditionally, you would lie in savasana or corpse pose, but you're welcome to find a more comfortable position and to use pillows and blankets for support. Basically, all you need to do is lie down and listen. It's the easiest yoga ever. You can practice it live in person in a studio. It can be guided live over Zoom. Or you can find a recorded on-demand version somewhere on YouTube, Insight Timer, or elsewhere. Yoga Nidra is different from other types of meditation because you are lying down and they usually tend to be about the same length, usually around 30 to 40 minutes. But like in other forms of meditation, if your mind wanders, that's okay. The act of realizing that your mind has wandered and bringing it back to the present moment is a big part of why we are meditating. So try not to get so frustrated with trying to get your mind to go blank because it's probably not even possible. But the beauty of guided meditations is that all you have to do is just keep your ears open and listen. With Yoga Nidra, there's less importance put on focus or concentration, and it's more about rest and relaxation. In fact, as you move down through deeper states of consciousness, you might even feel like you've fallen asleep. Or you might actually fall asleep. But that's okay, you can still trust that your subconscious mind is still receiving the guidance of your teacher. Remember that there's no wrong way to do Yoga Nidra. So, what to expect while you're practicing Yoga Nidra? There are many stages that a teacher will use to guide you through Yoga Nidra, but there's always five core components. We call these the Panchamaya Koshas, or the five layers of the self. The idea is that you notice and address stress or tension in each of these layers and release it as you move down towards your deepest self. So we usually begin Yoga Nidra with a little introduction. The teacher will greet you. They'll give you a couple suggestions for getting entirely comfortable. And there'll be a short little mini meditation to sort of get you centered and present on your mat and start to turn your senses inwards. The next phase is called Sankalpa, or intention setting. So in Yoga Nidra, we always set an intention for our practice to guide us through our practice, and when we complete our practice, to help us through the rest of our day and hopefully through the rest of our life. 
Sankalpa translates to a heartfelt desire, and it's something that we always sort of present in the present term, like it's already happening. So your teacher might have a theme in mind for your yoga nidra practice, and they might suggest a sankalpa, or they might suggest several, and you can choose which sort of resonates with you at that moment. Or it might be open-ended for you to choose your own sankalpa. So an example might be, I am resting deeply, or I am refreshed and relaxed, or I am enough. So notice there's always an am, it's always in the present tense, as if something is already happening to you. And then we move on to the five layers of the self. So the first one that we begin with is called the Anamaya Kosha or the physical body. We are addressing stress and tension that we find in the physical body. And we do this using a body scan. So your teacher will ask you to bring your attention to different parts of the body. And if you notice any tension or pain, you're asked to just try to release it if you can. And if you can't, or you're dealing with chronic pain, just noticing and bringing your attention to that area is enough. Next, we move to the pranamaya kosha, or the energy layer. So we've left the physical body, and now we're moving deeper into the energy body. And one way that we can explore the flow of energy through our bodies is using the breath. So here, your teacher will direct you to just notice the temperature of the air as it enters your body, the depth of your breath the rise and fall of the belly, and they might even instruct you to do a couple breathing exercises to deepen the breath and really connect in with it. From there we move on to the monomaya kosha, or the emotional or mental layer. So you might notice that these layers of the self are becoming more subtle. The physical body is obviously very physical and dense. The energy body is a little bit more sub-conceptual, and then we're moving on to something that you can't see but you can definitely feel, which is our emotions and our mental processes. And we all know that stress and tension can definitely be caused and live within this emotional and mental layer of ourselves. So here, your teacher or your guide might direct you to sense opposite sensations or opposite emotions. So you might be feeling light and heavy, soft or dense, tension and release. They might ask you to imagine the feeling of calm and the feeling of anxiety or the feeling of joy and the feeling of sadness. And the point here is to notice that we can feel two things at once and we can find a balance between them. And as we move down past this layer, you'll be invited to just let those emotions and those concepts go completely as we move deeper into the layers of the self. The third layer that we explore is the Vinyanamaya Kosha, or the Wisdom layer, and this one is one of my favorites. This is where you might begin to experience something that's similar to dreaming. You're awake, but you're having lots of mental imagery that's coming up, because your teacher will begin to invite you to imagine things, to visualize. You might be asked to imagine shapes, or colors, or even whole environments or places. You can let your imagination really just go wild here, and you might be surprised as to what your mind conjures up. And finally, we get to the fifth layer, or the deepest layer of the self, the Anandamaya Kosha, or the bliss body. So this is where we are at our deepest, truest core of ourselves, and we just get to bask in the bliss of deep, deep relaxation and releasing tension in any, any part of ourselves. This is where you'll experience something that's similar to a non-dreaming sleep, the deepest sleep that you can get. And this is what is said to be your deepest self. And here is where your teacher or your guide will remind you of your sankalpa, your intention that you picked at the beginning of your practice, to really just plant that seed so deep in yourself so that you can really believe it to be true and bring it with you through the rest of your day.
So your teacher might remind you of the phrase, I am resting deeply. And there might be a little bit of silence here as you let this sankalpa integrate and you bask in this bliss of deep, deep rest. And finally, we come to reintegration and reawakening. So you'll be moved back up these five layers that we mentioned a little bit faster, but obviously not to, uh, to jolt you out of your um, dreamy reverie, so to say. But similar exercises will be done to work with your imagination, your emotions, your energy or breath, and then to the physical body. So you come back to the present moment feeling completely whole. Although I should note that there are some yoga nidras that are designed specifically for insomnia. So they might actually end at the previous step, Anandamaya Kosha, so that you are just in this deep state of rest. And there's no reawakening phase, so it's just designed to get you into a deep, deep sleep and leave you there until hopefully your alarm wakes you up. But if it is just a regular yoga nidra that's designed for a short period of deep rest, there will also be a conclusion where your teacher will invite you to slowly roll onto your side, take a minute to reawaken and connect with your surroundings, come up to a seated position, and generally, or at least the way I like to end my yoga nidras, is to thank everybody for showing up for themselves, for taking the time to practice with me, and I wish them a wonderful rest of their day. I also encourage you to take this time to notice how you feel as compared to when you began your practice. You might be really surprised at the difference in how your body and your mind and all five layers of yourself feel different. So what is happening in the brain and body when we practice yoga nidra? Well, great news. There have been lots of scientific studies. Well, not lots, but Recently, there have been more uh, scientific studies on what is happening in the brain and body as we practice yoga nidra. So the reason why yoga nidra is such an effective tool for rest and relaxation has everything to do with your brain waves. And there are five main brainwave frequencies, which you might notice meld quite well with the five different layers of the self that we move down through. So the first one is gamma brain waves, and these are very, very fast and frequent brain waves. And they're the ones that we use generally when we're doing like really, really intense thinking. The next are beta brain waves, which are still pretty fast, but a little bit, there's more space in between the waves as we move through them. So beta brain waves are the ones that we use in our just day-to-day, -day, everyday, regular thinking, problem solving, a little bit of concentration. And depending on the range within the beta frequency, um, sometimes they can be associated with anxiety. So the faster the brainwave frequency, the more sort of like keyed up and anxious we're feeling. So a lot of us spend a lot of time in this uh, beta frequency range. The next is alpha brainwaves. So these are associated with rest and relaxation. And again, they're a little bit slower, a little bit wider, and they're associated with feeling sort of drowsy, maybe on the edge of sleep and wakefulness. As, as I said, they're, they're a range. So you know, higher on the alpha range, we're just going to be, you know, sitting watching TV maybe or listening to music. And on the other end, we're going to be, you know, pretty much falling asleep, like kind of, kind of aware of what's going on around us, but not really paying too much of our conscious attention to it. And then we move down into theta brainwaves. So these are long and slow. And this is where most of the time in our regular lives, we are asleep and we do our dreaming in this phase. But the magic of yoga nidra is that you can enter these brainwave states, but still be awake. But we'll touch more on that in a minute. And finally, we reach delta brainwaves, which are very long and slow. 
and very far apart. And this is a very, very deep, deep state of rest. And it's where we're doing a lot of our regeneration and restorative activities because as we all know, Sleep is absolutely integral for our health and it's when our bodies tend to be doing more healing. So typically when we fall asleep, we go through these brainwave states in a predictable pattern, which are known as sleep cycles. And it generally takes us about three to four hours to move from our alpha rest and relaxation states down deep into theta and delta and then back up into alpha. So that normally takes three to four hours. But in Yoga Nidra, we enter those deep, deep states very quickly and we stay there for a longer period of time before returning back up into the more wakeful states. Or as I said, in some Yoga Nidras that are meant to put you to sleep or, or for insomnia, they'll take you very, very quickly into the deep, deep state of rest and they will leave you down there where you'll continue your normal sleep cycles as needed. So there was a study where they put people into a, I think an MRI machine or an EEG machine where they could actually measure these brainwaves as people were meditating. And then they would put on a recording, a yoga nidra recording, and just watch what happened. And they noticed that indeed these meditators were entering these deep, deep states of rest. And they noticed that over time, these people were able to prioritize their alpha brainwaves or the wakeful version of rest and relaxation in their everyday lives. So instead of having a more anxious uh, beta brainwave, they were existing in a more calm alpha brainwave, even when they weren't actively practicing yoga nidra. They were also able to determine that just one session of yoga nidra was able to boost dopamine levels in the brain by up to 65%, which is a whole lot. And it explains why we feel so good after we practice yoga nidra. P.S. It makes you feel really good. <laughs> because dopamine is our pleasure neurochemical. It makes us feel good and rewarded for our activities. So the good news is the more you practice yoga nidra, the better it feels and the more motivated you are to keep practicing. And the body is experiencing benefits too. The really wild thing about yoga nidra is that your body may fall asleep in this process even though your mind is awake. So sometimes you know when you're falling asleep and you notice like your muscles twitching, like your thumb or your foot maybe, and you're kind of in this like weird state of half awake, half asleep, and sometimes it jolts you out of your sleep. You might actually notice that happening in yoga nidra as your body falls asleep, but your brain stays awake. So you might notice these types of twitches or some people even report hearing themselves snoring. But don't worry, it's not anything like a sleep paralysis. You're always able to move or get up or do whatever you need because you are aware at all times. So if you're someone that experiences a lot of fatigue, especially your bodily fatigue, yoga nidra is a great way to put your body to sleep very, very quickly, even if your brain is awake and still getting those mental benefits. Studies also show that meditation activates our parasympathetic nervous system or the unconscious rest and digest functions that happen in our body. Studies showed that people who practice yoga nidra regularly had lowered blood pressure, lowered heart rate, and increased breath holding capacity compared to another group of people who did not practice yoga nidra. So let's talk about why yoga nidra is great for mental health. As previously stated, we know that it can impact our neurotransmitters. So we know dopamine, but unfortunately not enough studies have been done to identify how it impacts other neurotransmitters in the brain, but I'm looking forward to that research when it does come out. We know it impacts our brainwave states, and we know that it activates our parasympathetic nervous system. And all of these effects combined can really have a big impact on our mood and our cognition. A study that was comparing yoga nidra practitioners to a control group showed that practitioners of yoga nidra had significantly decreased levels of anxiety and an increased positive level of self-concept, so how they saw themselves changed. Whereas those who did not practice did not have these same results. Another study of college professors who were quite stressed out 
um, put them into three different groups. There were those who did not have any intervention, there were those who practiced seated meditation, and there were those who practiced yoga nidra. And they found that both groups of meditation and yoga nidra improved the professor's ability to deal with stress, but yoga nidra was significantly better at reducing symptoms of anxiety. A similar study on college students also found that yoga nidra resulted in significantly reduced severity of anxiety as well. And I think it's safe to say that this probably has something to do with the fact that we are adjusting brain chemicals, we are adjusting our brainwave states, and we are activating that parasympathetic nervous system, lowering blood pressure, lowering heart rate, and improving our capacity for breathing. So why is yoga nidra great for people with menstrual disorders such as PMDD? Well, unfortunately, there's not a lot of research on yoga nidra for PMDD specifically, but there has been some research done on people with menstrual irregularities or menstrual disorders in general. In a study of people with menstrual irregularities, yoga nidra significantly reduced symptoms of anxiety and depression and improved overall well-being and general health compared to a similar group of people who did not practice yoga nidra. Another study found the same results, but they included a medication in both groups. So even when they were medicated, they were still having better results with the yoga nidra than the group that were medicated and did not do yoga nidra. In terms of the more physical symptoms of having a menstrual disorder, another study found that a six-month yoga nidra program resulted in significantly reduced severity of pain symptoms, gastrointestinal symptoms, cardiovascular symptoms, and urogenital symptoms compared to a control group who also suffered from menstrual disorders. And in terms of PMDD, we know that changes in sleep and fatigue are included in the symptoms. And it's possible that yoga nidra might help us to facilitate better sleep. We also know that PMDD can really negatively impact how we feel about ourselves. And by exploring these five layers of the self and taking time for self-care and rest and relaxation and working with sankalpa and intention, we might be able to improve how we feel about ourselves. And it can help us to reconnect with our minds and our bodies in a positive way. So there you have it. Yoga Nidra is a magical tool for mental health and people with menstrual disorders. So as I promised, I have included a link in the description and I'll put it up here to my Yoga Nidra for PMDD if you would like to check that out. I also have lots of other Yoga Nidras on my YouTube channel if you would like to explore those and I will be uploading more this week. Personally, I love to include brainwave music and binaural beats in my meditations to help you really get into those deep states of relaxation very, very quickly and efficiently. So check those out if this post hasn't already put you to sleep. <laughs> and leave me a message if you do end up doing some of those yoga nidra practices and let me know how you feel about them and how you felt after you practice. If you're also interested in some more physical asana yoga practices, I also have a series of 30 minute yoga classes for each phase of your PMDD cycle so that you can sort of tailor your yoga practice to your needs at each phase. I will leave the link to that freebie in the description if you'd like to check that out. I hope that you do and you pair your free yoga classes with your free yoga nidra to see if yoga and yoga nidra can help you cope with your PMDD symptoms. So that's all for me today. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you soon.